The Jerusalem Channel is made possible by viewer support. Thanks for watching. Before the second coming of Jesus, there is a certain condition outlined in the Bible that must be fulfilled. Jesus himself cried out, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate, for I tell you, you will not see me again until you can say, Baruch haba Shem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In other words, Jesus is still waiting after 2,000 years for his Jewish people to summons him and to welcome him back. And that might be about to happen much sooner than you think. Hello, I'm Christine Darg. There's growing anticipation that the stage is being set for Yeshua's reception back to Jerusalem. One of the recent speakers at our Jerusalem convocations was Rabbi Ariel Cohen Oyoro. Rabbi Ariel is an Orthodox Jew who believes that he must help to facilitate the second coming of Jesus. That's the most unexpected initiative I've heard in a long time. Rabbi Ariel is not an ordained rabbi, yet friends and colleagues call him rabbi because he's a recognized expert in the Jewish world on finding hidden meanings in Bible codes. In other words, examining the letters of the Jewish alphabet as well and the numerical values of each letter through the pages of the Jewish Bible, the Old Testament. In doing these word studies for many years, Rabbi Ariel has developed the perspective of a Jewish Orthodox scholar to focus on the specific subject of identifying Jesus, Yeshua in Hebrew, throughout the Hebrew Scriptures. And he does this strictly from a Jewish perspective. He insists he's not a missionary, he's not messianic, he's from the very Orthodox Hasidic stream of Judaism. And it's his very great ambition to reintroduce Jesus to the Jewish people. That's quite an astounding and highly controversial ambition. And to make this even more startling to those of us in the Christian world, Rabbi Ariel intends to exonerate Jesus from the false charge of blasphemy by actually staging a public retrial of Jesus. Well, Rabbi Ariel is breaking age-old taboos in Judaism about Jesus. Yeshua is the Lord's Hebrew name. And he's working to remove the anathema that's been placed upon the Lord's name for centuries in the Jewish world. The rabbi's goal is to return Yeshua to his Jewish people. Through the centuries, Jews have been taught to have no regard for Jesus and not even to pronounce his name. It's Rabbi Ariel's contention that this is all wrong. He argues that just as Joseph was sold by his kinsmen in the Old Testament, so Jesus was sold by his kinsmen. In the case of Jesus, 
Judas sold him for 30 pieces of silver to the Romans who crucified the Lord. And the trials and executions staged against Jesus were all illegal under both Jewish and Roman laws. Rabbi Ariel's argument is that Yeshua is a firstborn son of Israel and must be redeemed through staging a retrial with 10 of the most prominent influential rabbis in the land of Israel. Rabbi Ariel also aims to facilitate an authentic theological reconciliation between Judaism and Christianity and to do this in accordance with Jewish law and tradition. Well, in Judaism, every rabbi has a rabbi and Ariel Cohen is coordinating with his rabbi, who is perhaps the most influential rabbi in Judaism today. He hopes to set the stage for both Jewish and Christian spiritual leaders to agree in support of his very Jewish prophetic initiative. Well, it's an extraordinary challenge to ask the Jewish people to reverse centuries of prejudice and to welcome Jesus as one of their own. But his goal is to lay down the proverbial red carpet for a respectful, long-awaited return of Yeshua back into the fold. It's Rabbi Ariel's strong belief that Israel's greatest native son should never have been sold down the river, so to speak. Through his biblical research, Rabbi Ariel says that he's found an acceptable way under Jewish law to break down all taboos about Yeshua and to remove the anathema placed on his name and personality. In fact, he's written a very large and detailed book in which he deconstructs negative commentaries in the authoritative rabbinic commentary known as the Talmud about Yeshua. All of this is written in Hebrew, but it will be translated soon, he says, into English. Rabbi Ariel insists that his initiative is not connected with Messianic Judaism or with any Christian denominational missionary organization. Rabbi Ariel explained that the message of Yeshua is in perfect harmony with the Jewish law, the Torah, and that there's no contradiction with the Hebrew Bible. In fact, in Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 to 18 in the New Testament, Jesus himself declared, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, Jesus said, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Rabbi Ariel said a retrial of Jesus is necessary because the original trial of Jesus before the high priest in the middle of the night was illegal and wasn't conducted according to Jewish law. He wants to prove that the Lord was not guilty of blasphemy, that he never sinned, and that he is indeed the Jewish Messiah that the Jewish people missed out on during the first coming of Jesus. As an Hasidic Orthodox scholar, Rabbi Ariel has been a diligent student for the past 35 years of one of the most prominent rabbis in Judaism today. Ariel Cohen's Ayaro's ambition is to teach Torah to the nations, revealing crucial insights about 
what we call the newly discovered kosher Jesus. He expounds the main doctrines of Christianity, including, for example, the Incarnation and the Trinity, from a genuine Jewish perspective. Well, now, in the Hebrew language, each letter of the alphabet has a numerical value, which means that a word or a name adds up to a numerical value. And it's believed that words or phrases with identical numerical values bear some relation to each other. One of the best-known examples of Hebrew gematria is the word chai, meaning life. The letters add up to the number 18. To the Jewish people and Hebrew speakers, this is all very real and significant. Rabbi Ariel's frequent use of gematria in underscoring his teachings about Jesus from the Torah may seem foreign and strange to the average Christian, but to Orthodox Jews who understand the nature of the Hebrew language which was designed by God, his riddles speak volumes. For example, Rabbi Ariel sees endless revelations in Gematria involving the name of Yeshua, even linking the Hebrew name of Jesus to disputed portions of the land of Israel, as in this illustration posted on his Facebook page. Rabbi Ariel is particularly concerned by the fact that Yeshua was sold for 30 silver coins to the chief priests, the Kohanim, who then handed Jesus over to the Roman governor. Nevertheless, he's also aware that God overruled in these circumstances in order for Yeshua's message to reach the nations. From the moment that Yeshua was sold by Judas to the Jewish priesthood, Rabbi Oriel argues that Jesus legally and technically belonged to the priesthood, of which Rabbi Oriel is a descendant today. He therefore believes that as a member of the priestly caste, he's in a position legally to reverse this injustice through a retrial. The first stage will be to sell him back to the most important rabbi in Judaism today. This prophetic action would be accomplished in the framework of a Jewish ceremony called the Redemption of the Firstborn Son, which is mentioned in Exodus chapter 13 and other scriptures in the Torah. During this ancient ceremony, Rabbi Ariel would stand proxy in the role of a Jewish Kohen, a priest, as it were, legally buying Yeshua back to his Jewish family. He sees that a similar situation happened when Joseph was sold by his brothers to the Ishmaelite caravan that took Joseph off to Egypt to be sold as a slave. The next step after the redemption of the firstborn son ceremony should be a preparation period of three and a half years or 42 months or 1,260 days until the public retrial. Rabbi Ariel is basing this time period upon a passage in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verses 5 and 6. During this period, his rabbi should make all necessary plans for the public retrial of Yeshua. He also envisions inviting some of the most prominent leaders from the Christian world. So now let's try to unravel all of this. The main reason for the confusion over the Messiah's identity 
2,000 years ago, he says, was because the Jewish people were eagerly waiting and hoping for Mashiach ben David, a Hebrew expression meaning Messiah, the son of King David, the national redeemer, a fighter who would overcome the occupation of the Romans. However, instead, as Rabbi Ariel explains, in his first appearance, Yeshua came as Mashiach ben Yosef, Messiah, the son of Joseph, a title for the suffering Messiah, of whom Joseph in the Old Testament was the type. But the Messiah must fulfill both prophecies. He must be the suffering servant of biblical prophecy, but also the conquering king of Bible prophecy. Rabbi Ariel believes that in the second coming of Jesus, Jesus will appear as Messiah, the son of David, King Messiah, the national redeemer. And now this is particularly fascinating. An Old Testament scripture that has inspired Rabbi Ariel's vision is Isaiah chapter 1, 17, which states that Israel, Zion, will be redeemed by a trial and their converts with charity. I looked up the Orthodox Jewish Bible translation of Isaiah 1.17 and it reads like this, Zion, Zion shall be redeemed with mishpat, meaning a trial, and those in her will make teshuvah, meaning repentance, converts, with tzedakah, meaning charity. This is why he believes a retrial and charity are important to the reinstatement of Yeshua. But we Christians have always envisioned the reception of the Messiah by Israel as something altogether miraculous, not by a trial, but by the spirit of revelation. After all, prophecies in the book of Zechariah speak of an outpouring of the spirit of grace and supplications upon the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. But rabbis tend to think differently. I'm thinking miracles, and Rabbi Ariel is thinking in terms of Jewish law. He believes the reception of Yeshua won't be so much miraculous, but rather by simply applying Jewish laws and justice, what he calls holy foolishness, which he believes will be profoundly holy in the sight of the Almighty. Furthermore, his initiative is meant to be a round table in the spirit of humility and mutual respect between Jews and Christians, between the old and young brothers of the family of Israel. As Psalm 133 declares, matov umanaim shevet achim gam Yaakov. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to sit together in unity. According to Rabbi Ariel, a famous saying is, if you see a naked person, cover him. And from the viewpoint of an Orthodox believer, Rabbi Ariel says that Yeshua is the naked truth. So it's his desire to cover Yeshua with Torah garments. And in so doing, Jesus will be recognized as kosher and welcomed again by his Jewish family. This strategy has definite foreshadowings and parallels with the narrative of the patriarch Joseph in the book of Genesis. Because Joseph was sold to the Egyptians, he dressed like the Egyptians and learned their language. And that's why he simply wasn't recognized by his brothers.
Tragically, there have been at least 1,700 years of division and rift between Judaism and what developed as Christianity. The rabbi recognizes that both the peoples of the book, Jews and Christians, require specific rectifications and reformations. And after all, Acts 3.21 teaches that Jesus will remain in heaven until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things. Rabbi Ariel's movement is part of this time of restoration. So as a backgrounder, let's look at the Apostle Peter's sermon in Acts chapter 3, which took place at the temple complex in Jerusalem. And I'm going to start with verse 13. Peter said to his Jewish brethren, You handed Jesus over to be killed. You disowned him before Pilate, although Pilate had decided to release him. But you disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released in his place. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this. And for the sake of time, let's move on to verse 17. Peter continues, Now, fellow Israelites, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Therefore repent and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing will come from the Lord and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. And heaven must receive him until the times come for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. So as Rabbi Ariel sees it, the redemption of the firstborn ceremony and the retrial to exonerate Jesus are part of the times of restitution promised by the Apostle Peter. However, the process is a two-way street. In the view of Rabbi Ariel, Christians must learn to appreciate the Torah. And I would say to you, don't be afraid of the word Torah, because Torah simply means the teachings of God. And on the Jewish side, negative and erroneous attitudes toward Yeshua must be discarded. Actually, Rabbi Ariel is not alone. Already, many Jews and Christians are engaging in various dialogues and acknowledging that Christians are grafted into the same family tree. And by the way, the rabbi's initiative for a retrial is not the first attempt in history. He pointed out that there have been several unsuccessful attempts to stage a retrial, but they came to nothing because they were initiated by the Christian side. But Rabbi Ariel's initiative is special because he's developing the concept to bring Yeshua back to the Jewish establishment using the laws and rules from inside Judaism and from inside the Orthodox mindset and establishment. Well, as I look back throughout my lifetime, I can see that there's been a movement in recent history, a growing reconciliation between Jews and Christians that will build to a crescendo. 
After all, the Vatican has made historic steps toward reconciliation with the Jewish people and with Judaism. And in more recent times, a big group of rabbis have actually signed a statement about re-evaluating Christianity from the Jewish side. But it's important to point out that Rabbi Ariel believes the reception of Jesus back to Israel as the Messiah doesn't mean that Jews and Israelis will be converted to a Gentile form of Christianity. Heaven forbid, rather, Jews will remain Jews, which was always the intention of Jesus, while acknowledging Yeshua as King Messiah and the Savior of the world. In fact, Savior of the world was the meaning of the title that Pharaoh gave to Joseph, who was a type of Jesus in the book of Genesis. Throughout history, there were Christian attempts to hasten the return of Jesus by wrongfully trying to force Jews to convert to Christianity. Yet the horrible anti-Semitism and pogroms were the antithesis of the teachings of Jesus. Rabbi Ariel very carefully tries to explain what he sees as the key to reconciliation, that Jewish people should stay Jewish, they should listen to their sages and honor their traditions. Then, hopefully soon, as predicted by the Jewish prophets, they would comfortably accept Yeshua within their culture as their very own, for who he really is, and integrate him into their tradition is their long-awaited Messiah. Think about this. Initially, Yeshua came to the Jewish people, and if they had received him on his first visitation, the kingdom would have been restored to Israel nearly 2,000 years ago. Yet Jesus also knew and prophesied that the Jewish people would not receive him the first time, and that they would go into a long exile while the gospel would be preached to the nations. You see, after his resurrection, his disciples asked Jesus, Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel at this time? Well, it seemed perfectly logical to do so, but Jesus surprised his disciples by saying that first they had to preach his message to the ends of the earth. Rejection of Yeshua's first coming by the Jewish leadership meant that salvation would be offered in his name to the nations. If the Jewish leadership had accepted Jesus in his day, Christianity would not have existed. What seems like a mistake from the Jewish point of view was actually the bigger plan of the Creator for the good of the whole of mankind. The Jewish people gave birth to the Messiah to reach the nations, and only at the end time will he be returned back to his rightful place among his people. The rabbi, the apostle Paul, explained all of this in the New Testament when he addressed the Romans in chapter 11 of the book of Romans. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you won't become conceited. But Paul said, Israel has experienced a partial hardening or blindness until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved. Rabbi Ariel believes God will hasten this movement in its time. 
In the end, after all, as Jesus himself said in John 10, 16, I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. Amen. Well, in our age of deception, spiritual blindness, and anti-Semitism, the revelations coming to both Jews and Christians are strong evidence that Jesus, Yeshua, is indeed coming soon. Hallelujah. Well, you can catch this program again anytime by visiting our website at exploits.tv and all of our other videos are available online 24 hours a day. Rabbi Ariel's videos are also available online and on social media. At our website, you can sign up to receive our newsletter exploits based upon Daniel 11.32, which says that the people who know God will be strong and carry out exploits. Rabbi Ariel is doing exploits for the Almighty by helping to bring about reconciliation between Jews and Christians. And God calls each of us to do our own works including mitzvahs such as visiting the sick and healing the sick. So whatever God has called you to do, do it with all of your might. One thing all of us can do is pray for our leaders and nations and pray for the peace of Jerusalem as commanded in Psalm 122.6. Also a very special adventure in God is to walk in the footsteps of Jesus on one of our behind the scenes prayer tours to the Holy Land. Details are available also at our website. And so, until next time, always contending for the faith and praying earnestly for the peace of Jerusalem, I'm Christine Darg. Shalom. A dollar, a pound, familiar currencies around the world, but in Israel, what counts is the value of the Israeli shekel. In the present financial uncertainty, it's good news that the Israeli shekel is healthy and strong. But it means when exchanging those dollars, pounds, and euros, you just don't have as much buying power as in the past. In other words, ministering in Israel has become ever more expensive. Thank you for helping to make the Jerusalem Channel possible with your support. In the United States, we're a tax-deductible ministry. In the UK, our charity can claim gift aid. And you can make a donation through our website using a credit card or debit card or write to us. In the USA, it's Post Office Box 2768, Stanton, Virginia, 24402. In the United Kingdom, our address is Box 109, Hereford, HR49XR. Thank you.